So what's up, world? It's Cameron Ra. I'm here on the Upgrade America podcast with CJ the Day Slayer. Yo, uh, Chris, tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, Air Force vet, seven years, combat vet, uh, security cool. forces, whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, traveling nomad, man. Uh, originally from the Bronx, New York. Now I'm in Orlando, Ooh, Florida. Damn. Um, that's about it, man. The rest you'll find out through the podcast. So we'll leave it at that. I suppose you're right. Um, a little bit about myself. Proud Air Force veteran, whoa, security forces whoa. as well. I met with my my dear friend uh, CJ in Osan Air Base in 2005. It's been uh, nothing but an adventure since. So, uh, Christy <laughs> said we wanted to talk today about um, tourism. I believe in our in our previous conversation, you, you had some facts about like what was it, 60 percent of Americans have not left the country or don't possess a passport. What, what was the facts on that? Yeah, it was something like that. I kind of got rid of the information, but overall, it showed a, actually a sad case of Americans not traveling enough. And the people who do travel tend to be of the upper middle class or the elite. And mm. it also said that basically like 36% of America has passports. But then if you dwindle that down to it's like maybe under 10% to actually travel abroad outside of Canada, Mexico, and the Caribbean islands. So that's when the numbers get super small once you start talking about like uh, Europe. You know, Americans tend to go there. But once you start talking like Asia, Africa, like different, very exotically, culturally different, that's when it gets even slimmer. You're right, because like the Caribbean and everything else like that, Mexico is like our backyard. Canada is like our backyard. So like when people say that, yeah, they left the country and they went to Canada, it's like, yeah, but not really. Because <laughs> back in the day, my grandparents used to live in in Buffalo. So okay. we would always go to Niagara Falls. But you could, prior to 9-11, you could just walk into Canada. With, yeah. uh, you didn't die idea or anything it was just a bridge to the falls connected you there but now um you know post 9-11 increasing in national security that's no longer a thing you need a passport to go yeah. to canada and to mexico yep now uh, you're planning a trip to to vietnam and where else are you going to japan yeah well? i'm doing both yeah i do a yearly trip i try to do a yearly trip outside of my comfort zone which is traveling to a different country where i do not know the language that's important for me because I feel like that's when you gain the most experience. And we have technology like Google Translate, whatever, whatever, to help you get through that barrier. But you're still going to have times where you don't, you can't communicate. And I like that because you learn. It like is going to be an adventure too, man. Exactly. A, you're really going to have to, like you said, you're going to be out of your comfort zone and you're going to have to rely on your translation skills and trying to make the most out of it i had fun i did my whole eight years overseas so mm -hmm. i did europe i did asia bounced around the middle east and everything but um yes yeah, it's, it's always an experience now um i gotta ask how do you think the perception of the american people being that they haven't left the country their view of the world their view of the world is very limited you know it's like i would there's a saying that um, most people live and die within one square mile of where they're born and, and raised. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that 
your your scope of world views are very limited and how do you think that's affecting nationalism and ethnocentrism and this rise of uh, extreme patriotism that we're we're seeing in our country today <laughs> you like i mean you you basically got out of the country that's a little bit more open-minded like what do you think yeah you nailed it like all these people uh america or don't <laughs> i'm here but i don't want my cousins to come over because you got immigrants that don't want immigrants over here too that's a dirty little secret mm-hmm. that people don't talk about um yeah they like i got here legally i'm not trying to have you riffraff up in here so and that's their own people you know what i'm saying so i find that fascinating too but to answer your well, question uh, oh, I, I hate the to point the finger at the, the sitting president but it's like yeah build a wall keep all the immigrants out and stuff like that but it is his wife who's foreign like with a <laughs> it's a bit of a, a hypocrisy but um I, I didn't pass the bar so i'm not in a position to judge anyone but uh <laughs> just just a thought just an epiphany it it just goes back to what you just said most americans don't leave their hometown if they do they might go to college or go away military or something they'll go away and then come back and don't move again so you got uh, the military was like you mentioned before it's mostly the elitist and the one percent that really get to travel around europe and Mm -hmm. everything because let's be real cost to travel it's unless you know even the hostel doing the hostels or whatever like that that's it can be pretty pricey but the military gave me that insight a broader perspective of, of the world and um when i came back i c- couldn't sit in one place like i went to new york went to new jersey like i still want now that i travel the world i want to travel america just to see uh, because our country is very diverse yeah in geology and geography geography and you was on the right track i got what you're saying but even in in, in culture as well and mm-hmm. this makes me see more of our great nation. But you um, said you were a bit of a nomad. Like, um, as you mentioned, you were, you were in the Bronx, mm-hmm. moved down to Florida. But uh, what would you say as far as the diverse difference between the East Coast and down South? Um, just for me, um, also to bring this up, um, Okay, so to answer something else you asked, um, going back a little bit, if ev- all these people that are very uh, nationalist thinking, uh, patriotic, mm-hmm. they traveled outside their comfort zone at least once or twice where they have to be a little bit uncomfortable, but they gain an experience, I think a lot less of that would be going on. At least it would be some empathy and understanding culturally, nationwide. This applies to all races too. This is not just, you know, white, black, whatever. This applies for everybody. As far as affording to travel, it's a matter of priorities and our society of consumption. I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but um, I'll give you an example for me traveling. Like, I just had to, I was getting a lot of overtime. So what I did was I bought a ticket every paycheck. Mm, filled up and I also bought my hotel booked the hotel as well like once I hit 
my round trip like to wherever then i said all right let me get a hotel there in the first country boom bought my other two flights let me get the hotel in the second country boom now i'm just working on visa stuff and saving up money to travel it's a matter of prioritization uh um go ahead but let me let me ask you a wild question like okay if we had an exchange program not just for students but like an american exchange program like like you said taking that an average american out of their comfort zone hey go to like albania for like three and someone from albania will come to america mm-hmm. and, and i don't know like you gotta think outside of the box on how we're gonna broaden people's scope of uh, of the world we live in what do you think i like that and like we talked about previously just embedding it in our educational system more cultural exchange because basically let's be honest like our education is just america's number one so um like i was saying i like your idea we do have something in place like that but i don't think it's as mainstream as it should be it's not a priority to it and i don't know who how it's funded i guess that would be the other question how is that funded um if you look up the city you're in, you have a sister city in a foreign country. Interesting. Now, what do you mean by a sister city? Like, what's the sister city of New York City? Uh, I have no idea. I can Google it real quick. <laughs> but... Let's do that, man. Yeah. Let's do that. We can do that live on the air. I'll do, I'll do Orlando. You do New York. Okay. NYC sister city. Orlando, Florida. Okay. Is wow. There quite, is there quite a city like, like New York? I don't think so. <laughs> this you could have where you're at. NYC's local. relationship across the globe. So this is what Google. <laughs> this is the top search for the Google. The Google search is coming up like Santa Dominica. Pardon me. Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Okay. They're saying Tokyo, Japan. And now I could see Tokyo because what? I believe it's the the top biggest cities are. Is it New York, then Tokyo, then Seoul, and then there's like a city in Brazil or something. Yeah, uh, Orlando is a little diverse. So I can read the first few off real quick. You have Cheripita, Brazil. Okay. Uh, you got Gulen, China. You have Monterey, Mexico. You have Orenburg, Russia. You got somewhere in Iceland. I'm not even about to butcher that name. Did you um, do Russia when you were in uh, when you were in Europe? No, I didn't get a chance to. I saw somebody. Man, I wish I had I a did. layover in Russia. Uh-huh. Like I couldn't clear customs. It was just like I was going from what <laughs> from Europe to Asia, and I had yeah. to stop in Russia. Gotcha. And and they're like. I was flying on military orders, so I didn't have a passport. Mm. And I had to go heaven and hell. I thought I was going to get, like, detained by the KGB. And then finally I had to be like, hey, get your boss. Yeah, get (laughs) your boss. And they're finally like, yeah, he has military orders. He's not clearing customs. He's good. Long story short, I wanted some Russian money. So, you know, I I bought a bottle of vodka. I paid for it in euros. And I'm like, hey, can I get the change back in Russian money? And then the lady was pissed. She's like... You think this is bank? This is not bank. Give <laughs> you your money back in euros, and it was just like, it's like, no, I'm sorry for 
for asking. But yeah, man, I, we gotta do Russia. Yeah. Um. But no collusion. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. As far as travel, oh, I was telling you why Americans don't travel. Why the other like, well, shoot, you might as well say like 80% of Americans don't travel abroad is because the one guy made the point that every p- part of geography we have here. So he said, if you want something tropical, you can go to Hawaii. If you want beaches, you can go to Florida. If you want desert, you can go to Arizona. If mm. you want tundra, you can go to Alaska. Interesting. Yeah. I really thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. I had I got in a debate about with my German friends because they were like, oh, America's born. I said, no, where you live at is born. Like, trust me, like, I have my differences with America. Um, but the one thing I can say is we got a lot to do here. It's just a matter of what you want to do. True, indeed. So, I mean, that's how I feel about travel. I think we should just, it should be a part of our culture like other cultures. I would I would say every country I've been to I've been to like let's see I've been to Portugal, I've been to the Bahamas I've been to Istanbul Turkey I went to Izmir Turkey, Korea obviously um, I went to Puebla Mexico, I went where else did I go Switzerland France Italy, uh I'm thinking. But the point I was trying to make is everywhere I went, I saw Germans. I'm gonna just use them in as, as an example. So you're everywhere saying they, they went, tour a lot. They, they travel. travel everywhere. I saw Germans I everywhere. I see a lot of Germans in New York City. Yeah. Just, you know, just riding the train, I hear them sprechen sie Deutsch. And I'm like, ah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the Japanese travel a lot too. Yes, now, um, very much. We were discussing before about vacation days and like how all these European nations are getting, they're getting about 30 days of vacation. Yeah. Um, even in the military, we were getting yeah. 30 days of vacation. But in the, the civilian sector, the private sector, it seems uh, like, you know, it's, you're not getting too much uh, paid time off. I know. I average, let's see, I'm taking about eight to ten days i think i work a four day work week though four ten hour days so i got that unique position where i can take two days and get five days you know what i'm saying so um the funny thing is people don't know is we created everything that everybody goes everybody else all the other countries like europe japan Mm -hmm. we created the system that they're utilizing it was originally for us. After World War II, this is in uh, this documentary called um, Where to Invade Next by Michael Moore. It's an excellent documentary. And okay. he talked about all the systems, great ideas. It stems from FDR, basically, his program, the Second Bill of Rights. You and I spoke about this, where Indeed. every American. Episode on that. Yeah, but basically, long story short, every American is entitled to healthcare. Uh, mm-hmm. 30 days vacation yeah. blah 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 right all these other countries that we rebuilt through I think the Marshall Plan if I remember correctly I'm not sure my history might be a little bit fuzzy on that after World War II when we rebuilt Europe and Japan after we bombed them with the nukes mm-hmm. they installed this in their society 
and been using it ever since. But since we move a little differently, we haven't done it in our society. Sounds like typical American. Like, hey, uh, everybody else, stop using so much pollution, but we're going to contribute to our 4% population is going to contribute to 25% of the world's pollution. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But that's, that's a very interesting concept. But I, I do believe that we need uh, more American holidays, more federal holidays. And I gotcha. think it's like, if you're not going to give employees vacation days, like, you know, we need more holidays to break it up. Like, when I worked in Italy, it used mm-hmm. to be tight because there's an Italian holiday like every other day. Like, oh, can't get gas today. That's Italian holiday. Oh, can't go here. Italian holiday. But I mean, like, um, I can't hate. Maybe I, I'm a hater because I still had to work on those Italian holidays with the Italian <laughs> military was off. So I'm like, yeah, we need more American holidays. But I think that would encourage more people to travel, too. That's but, true. Um, yeah. What's up, world? Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to be on one of the next episodes, drop us a line at CameronRa2020 at gmail.com. Peace.